Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 17, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, And after six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, which in the Old Testament is Elijah, talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. I want to look first at the discussion, and one would be tempted to wonder, what that discussion is, but Luke chapter 9 verse 31 tells us that they spoke of Christ's decease which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. They spoke of the crucifixion. They spoke of what Christ was getting ready to do. Imagine here, Moses representative of the law, Elijah representative of the prophets. Moses brought the law down from the mountain, but the law couldn't save us because it was dead. Elijah the great prophet couldn't save us because he was looking to the future. But imagine here Peter, James, and John come back down from the mountain with Jesus, our Savior. They spoke of what Christ would accomplish. Some people might wonder why we get so excited about such a horrible thing as the cross, and it truly was horrible. But the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of of God in 1 Corinthians 1 18 thank God for what he did at the cross and he showed the disciples he showed Peter James and John that day they got to see a little bit of his power they got to see one who had went by death they got to see one who had went by a whirlwind one represented us if we go before the rapture one represented us if we go in the rapture he got to see them both walking around he got to see them talking they weren't soul sleep they weren't absent from their body they were very present they were very alive he got to see them he got to see christ's power this man that they had walked with that they had talked with that they had ate with they got to see him in his glory for a minute they got to see him as god we need to quit looking at jesus as being on the cross of calvary we need to quit looking at him as being a shepherd or a carpenter we need to quit looking at him as being the figure the anemic looking figure in the painting you might have on your wall at home we need to start looking at jesus as all powerful as god the same god that parted the red sea in front of moses the same god that sent fire down from heaven for Elijah, the same God that created the universe and created all heaven and earth is the God that we serve today. They've seen the comfort of Moses. They've seen the calling away of Elijah. They've seen the crucifixion that was coming and they've seen the completion that was going to happen. They've seen just what God was going to do. I don't believe, however, they were paying a whole lot of attention. If you look, At verse number four, the Bible says, Then answered Peter 
and said unto him, Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Then answered Peter, I got to ask you this morning, who was Peter answering? It doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that anybody asked him a question. He just wanted to talk. Peter was the type. He had always entered the room mouth first. I don't want to harp on him too much this morning, but look at him. And then answered Peter, instead of keeping his mouth shut, instead of paying attention, instead of learning, he done what a lot of us do. A lot of times he started talking when he had nothing to say. He said, it is good for us to be here. How many times, how many times do we go to church on Sunday morning and we go and we see good singing, we hear good preaching and we leave and we say it is good for us to be here and we miss the whole purpose of why we're there. We're there because God should be magnified. We're there to glorify our Savior. We're there to remember, to realize who He is. Look at God's answer in verse number 5. While He yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. Pay attention to Jesus, Peter. Pay attention to God. Pay attention to what He is getting ready to do. We need to start as a church, as a people, as Christians, we need to start paying attention to who God is. We see the discussion, but we also see the dispensing. It's one thing to believe in God. It's one thing to know who God is, but faith without works is dead. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. James fourteen seventeen through 18. We need to start doing something, church. We need to start doing something, Christians. We need to start doing something for the Lord. It's one thing to go to church. It's one thing to shout and sing the victorious songs of Calvary, but it's another thing to go out and to tell our family, to tell our friends, to tell the lost world. It's another thing to have a purpose, a desire in everything we do every day, every breath we take to glorify God, to magnify God, to tell others the precious gospel. We need to start living in the power of our forefathers. We need to start living in the spirit of Elijah. We need to start living in the spirit of realizing just who God is, realizing that God's above our problems. He's above our circumstances. He's above the government. He's above our country. He's above everything that comes against us. He's above Satan. He's above it all. He is God. He is the God with all power. And we need to tap in to that power. We need to seek that power in our lives. We need the dispensing. We need the dependence. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need His power in our daily walk, in our daily lives. I'm not telling you that you don't have all of God whenever you get saved. Whenever we talk about as Christians having the power of the Holy Ghost, we're not talking about getting more of God. We're talking about God getting more of you. We're talking about being controlled by a Holy God. A lot of times you you may say, well, preacher, I go and witness. I've told my family about God many, many times. I I pray and I do the best I can and nothing ever happens. Maybe the problem is you don't have the power in the Holy Ghost. It's, It's too late to start praying for the power. It's too late 
to start seeking for the power when that door opens, when that opportunity arises to tell somebody about Jesus. You better make sure that you're living every day in the power of the Holy Ghost. You need to make sure you're ready. You need to make sure you are prepared. If we're going to have the power of the Holy Ghost, the first thing we're going to need is we're going to need the consecrated desire. We're going to have to get our desire and our heart right. We're not just looking for God to do something for us. We're not just looking for the excitement of going and telling somebody what God did, of how God allowed us to lead somebody to the Lord. The same thing goes for our services. We're not just going to church to talk about what God did for me, what God did for you. I'm here to tell you this morning, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God. And we need a consecrated desire, a desire that Christ might be magnified in our bodies, whether by life or death. That's the thought that Paul puts forth in Philippians chapter 1. We need that desire on our lives, that consecrated desire. Lord, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, Lord, I want you to be magnified. I want you to be glorified. I live for you, Lord. We need a consecrated desire, but we also need a clean vessel. We need a clean vessel in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 19. The Bible says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. It says in that first verse, verse 19, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ. Who names the name of Christ? That's Christians. That's you and me today. If you say you're saved, if you say you're a Christian, if you've got your Sunday best on and you're heading to church, you're naming the name of Christ this morning. It says, let them depart from iniquity. It don't say for the world to depart from iniquity. It don't say for the lost to depart from iniquity, to depart from sin, from uncleanness. It says for those that name the name of Christ, those that say they're Christians, those that say they're a child of the King, it says for them to depart from iniquity. If God's not using you to see souls saved, if God's not using you for His glory, perhaps it's because your vessel's dirty. Perhaps it's because our vessel is not clean. Oh, help us, Lord to be a clean vessel. Oh, help us, Lord, to be ready and meet for the Master's use. Help us, Lord, to be consecrated. Help us to be clean. We also we need to see complete obedience. The Bible says that God gives the Holy Ghost to them that obey Him in Acts chapter 5. Church, I'm here to tell you today, we need to have be to a place that no matter what God tells us to do, we just do it. It may not make sense to us. It may not look like the easy road. It may not be what everybody else says we should do. It may not be what the world says we should do, but we need to be to a place that if God says, if God says for us to do it, we need to be at a place that we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whatever you say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I'll follow you. We as we studied through Elijah, we've seen Elijah, 
that the things he did, he didn't do them because he thought he should. He done them at God's word. We need to be a people that serve and live at God's word. We need to be a people that are ready, that are ready to magnify him and glorify him, that are ready to be used by a holy God. We need to live in the power of our fathers, the power of Elijah, and realize that we serve the same God. He's still just as powerful as he was thousands of years ago here in 2023. It don't matter what the world looks like. It don't matter how wicked, how wicked things are, or how bad they get. They may get a lot worse, but God's still God. He's still on his throne, and he still, still has the power to save souls. He still has the power to change lives. You're loved. You're sin. Let's serve him. Amen. God bless.